Are you ready to make positive transformation happen for you? Today, you're going to hear how some of the most successful people in the world have made it happen. Hello, and welcome to Transformational Energy Leadership with Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey. These successful people and Dr. Woolsey will share advice, insights, tips, and tricks designed to help you incite personal action. It's time to bring positive transformational leadership to your life. Now, here's your host, Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey. Hello out there and welcome. This is Transformational Energy Leadership. I'm your host, Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey, coming to you from the heartland of America. Okay, so in preparation for today's show, and it's called What is Really Holding Women Back? It's More Complicated Than You Think. I had to do some research because I really wanted to get my arms around what the landscape for women looks like in terms of being in leadership roles. And here's a couple of things I found. In 2019, Catalyst put out a study that reported 29% of senior management roles are held by women, the highest number ever. Let me repeat that, ever on record. So at 29%. Here's another one. 87% of global businesses have at least one woman in a senior management role. And when you start breaking that down even more, it looks like 43% of human resources directors are women compared to 17% of sales directors and 16% of chief information officers. Another study by AAUW basically shows that while there's a record-breaking number of women in politics, in public office, or there's increasing gender equality in Hollywood, the, the story remains the same, that women continue to be underrepresented in senior leadership roles in across all industries. So what's, the, what's going on here? What exactly are these barriers that are preventing women from ascending to leadership roles? That's what we're going to dig into today. And joining us is Denise D'Agostino. She is the co-founder and managing partner of the organization called Her New Standard. And Denise, for sure, is going to shed some light on these questions and many more. And, and please, if you are listening out there, call in with your questions because this is such a good topic for us to be talking about right now. Here's a little bit more about Denise. She's a certified executive coach through the World Coach Institute. She was formerly the head of HR for the U.S. region while at Bayer Pharmaceuticals. And here's her tagline. She is passionate about developing leaders with a laser focus on women leadership development to ignite thinking and confidence so that each individual reaches their greatest potential. Great tagline. All right, Denise, I I need to stop there and just say welcome. Thank you so much, Matthew. I'm excited to be here today and talk about this topic. It's near and dear to my heart. Yes. And let's, let's start with what do you think of all those statistics I just threw out there? Yeah, you know, I always, when I hear those numbers, I have to take a deep breath. Um, Over the years of working in the business uh, arena, I would have thought we would have solved this problem by now and raised more women into senior level positions. So on one hand, it is is, um, a little disheartening and, you know, can zap a, a bit of energy. But on the other hand, there are certain things happening out there to draw attention to uh, and commitment from organizations to really focus in on gender parity, um, but also getting other underrepresented uh, uh, minorities into leadership positions. So I personally have to have hope, um, and that's the passion around uh, what what we're doing at Her New Standard. Mm. 
Speaking of that, I'm, I was curious, how did you come up with the name Her New Standard? Yeah, I'm so glad that you asked that question. Um, so what's in a name, right? For us, yeah. it was a lot. Um, my partners, Karen Kirkner and Ellen Keith-Leinburn, when we started our company three years ago, we knew we needed a name that spoke to our mission. So her new standard really talks about creating new norms and raising the standard for not only how women show up in their organization in order to achieve those senior level positions, but really also how they elevate the rest of the organization so that everybody wins at the end of the day, right? And these mm-hmm. women are able to, with with the allyship of the whole organization, um, bring their unique contribution to the party. Mm. Excellent. So it's really elevate and it's setting the new norms. That's, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. I have yes. to ask you because it's the title of the yes. show today and I don't even know where you begin, but I'm going to just throw the question to you. Women are not achieving leadership roles as, as or the percentage, as we know, is so low and it's complicated. That's one. That's the posture that, that you take. And so where, where do we start? It's so complicated. Yeah, yeah, it really is. So to simplify it a bit, let's look at it from two angles, right? One angle is um, the organizational system and the cultural dynamics. So uh, a company really does need to look inward and see how they are supporting the advancement of women into senior leader Positions And that has to start from the bottom to the top, right? You have to continually build that bench strength so that you can have women rise up into the different functional responsibilities. So what we know is when it is working well, there are some level of metrics and goals that companies um, put into place. There's definitely senior, senior most leadership um, uh, uh, accountability, right? You have a champion mm-hmm. at that top part of the organization really holding everybody accountable and getting them actually excited about the outcomes because we know when women rise up into those positions, they bring different perspectives and the business outcomes are better. So really the metrics, the senior leadership support um, and, and also that sponsorship and allyship. I mean, the word inclusion is used all the time, but the ability from an organizational perspective to truly engage uh, all of its employees, of which the women are, in, in all aspects of business. So um, that's the one angle. And, and there are certain organizational systems or structures that can get in the way. Think about um, an organizational assumption that when, let's say, a woman woman wants to start a family, uh, they might be encouraged to take a you know, a, a role that's a level down or step to the side or be, you know, not be in a leadership role. So sometimes those off-ramps that might be well-intentioned are not helpful. So I'm going to pause there before I shift to the second angle um, in case you want to uh, ask a follow-on question. 
No, I, I'm I'm right along with you. I was going to mention when you talked about okay. the word inclusion, I recently had a guest on. He said, you need to take it a step further. You know, you've got diversity, you've got inclusion, you also need to consider belonging. And um, yeah. I, I just think that's just such a big thing to point out there, too. But I agree with you. The organizational pieces, I've seen it myself right in front of my eyes where, oh, you're going to have a family. Yeah. Let's put you into an HR role. And um, mm-hmm. so I saw that happen quite a bit. But yeah, yeah, I'm curious to hear your second one. Yeah, yeah, that's. I've heard the same thing. So we know we know what's out there, and that it does happen. Um, before I jump off the organizational um, aspect, there's the cultural dynamics too. So you know, if a company kind of quiets down and pays attention, not just to they may espouse really great values and beliefs, um, but but culturally, sometimes, you know, it's that underbelly, for example, if somebody does decide to take a parental leave, you know, they may say they there might be a thought that they are not as committed to their career or if they want to take extended maternity leave. So I'm focusing in on that aspect because we hear that a lot. Um, but if cultures and the norms within a company make that acceptable and and a healthy option then it then it potentially doesn't derail careers mhm yeah so let me and, hop into the second one so right. look at it from the organizational and the system, the organizational system and the cultural dynamics the other side of it is the individual women and, and that's where her new standard um really got its start uh, by offering a boot camp for women where they were able to come into and work from a safe space uh, and stretch themselves. So really it does get complicated because on one hand you have the organization, the other hand you have us as human beings, how sometimes the things that we do can get in our own way and not let us reach our fullest potential. Um, we have some clients that we see when they truly uh, stretch themselves, step out of their comfort zone, they're able to contribute that much more to the organization. So as individuals, we need to understand, you know, hey, what are our strengths? We need to understand what we really love to do and what brings meaning and passion to our careers and our lives. And then we have to figure out how does that fit into the organization that we're a part of so that we can really have clarity around what our own leadership identity is. So when women tend to not have a clear crystal vision of it, and I'll pause and say it definitely evolves over time, and that's great. But if we don't have a clear leadership identity, it's hard for us to show up in our most powerful way to, you know, to speak up and make a difference. Mm-hmm. And I, you're a coach, I'm a coach. Talk about, yeah. it, and let's focus on that individual women aspect that we're talking about here. Talk about the self-limiting beliefs and behaviors that you see that could pop up as you're working with women. Yes, yeah, so Matthew, I talked about the, um, you know, stepping out of one's comfort zone. So if we start by mm-hmm. thinking, we all have certain beliefs, we all have certain values, and those beliefs and values drive our thoughts, and those thoughts drive our behaviors, right? So mm-hmm. if we have 
self-limiting beliefs, and that could sound like, ooh, you're not ready, ooh, you can't do this, ooh, that's maybe a, you know, a position that's just too big for you, or, you know, ooh, if I do that, I might fail. So if we let that record play and play and play in our head, then, you know, the belief starts to become our reality, while it might not really be real. So at Her New Standard, we talk a lot about um, taking a pause and stopping to really create space to understand what's happening in your, you know, in your mind. What are you thinking? What are you telling yourself? Um, and, and be able to pause, observe what's going on, and then decide intentionally how to move forward in a way that serves you best. Um, so we, we often will talk about that narrative in your head as the inner critic, right? And, and mm-hmm. once we're aware of what's happening, we are more in control of making intentional choices of how, how to put that aside and, and be more of a champion for ourselves. Mm-hmm. That inner critic, the gremlin, whatever you want to call it, it's it can yes. be vicious, right? Yes. Okay, Denise, we're already at a break. And so when we come back, and so for everyone out there listening, when we come back, Denise, I want you to talk about some common traps that women need to avoid so to help with their leadership development and leadership trajectory, rather. And for everyone out there listening, over the break, go to my website. That's transformationalenergyleadership.com. Check out my offerings, and we'll see you back here in two minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Take a closer look at yourself in the present. Your body has its own GPS system designed to help you follow your intuition, align your thoughts, and set your own course. Host Dee Lee is here to be your external guide to this discovery. Take a break, a mindful space to pause, and help bring forth the balance that your life deserves. Listen live for Mindful Space to Pause every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are tuned in to Transformational Energy Leadership. 
To reach Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey or his guest today, you are welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to mwoolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. Now, back to this week's show. Uh, Welcome back. And today, we're talking about women ascending to leadership and what are the barriers that are getting in the way of that. And before the break, my guest, Denise D'Agostino, she's the managing partner of the company called Her New Standard. She was talking about there are really two major influence or impacts or two ways that women are impacted. There's the organizational system, and then there's also the individual, the woman, the women as human beings. And so I, I gave you the tease before the break. We're going to talk about traps that women fall into. So Denise, here's the question. What are those traps that women need to avoid to optimize their leadership potential? The traps are so helpful, believe it or not, to look at because once we understand what's holding us back, then we have the power to make decisions on how to put them aside and get past them. So uh, l- let me um, share three traps. Uh, perfectionism, putting your job before your career, and minimizing. So perfectionism, often as women, we grow up thinking we need to do everything right and perf- perfect and satisfy what everybody needs. And quite often that feeling of perfectionism First off, you hardly can ever reach anything uh, at a perfect level, so we set ourselves up often to be disappointed, um, and, it, and we can also become quite overwhelmed, uh, and so as from a trap perspective, if you fall into that trap of perfectionism, it can, it can zap your energy, it can really create... Um, uh, uh, traps for yourself, right? Um, we, I, there's one leader that I worked with that is a perfectionist. And I'll tell you, it is a trap for her in the way it shows up with her team because she wants everything to be just so in her way. And so when, as somebody working for her, they come to her, she, <clears throat> before she was aware of this trap, she would correct everything that they brought her. She would rework it. So it basically taught those that worked for her not to really, not to perfect any of the work that they did just to hand it over because it was going to be redone. So quite often perfectionism can get in the way in a multiple different ways, right? Zapping our energy, showing people that they could, um, you know, we'll do their work because we're perfectionists. Um, let me hop to job before career. That's the second trap. And what I would say here is quite often um, women do tend to want to do everything just so in their job, right? But they focus on tactics and tasks and executing and, you know, volunteering for everything. So quite often they'll do a great job, but they might not prioritize that job to, you know, that senior director job that they want um, and ha- and take time uh, instead of volunteering always for work to invest time into career conversations with senior leaders, with their manager, to talk about what they really aspire to have. 
So quite often that's a trap women fall into. The last one is minimizing. And this is where as women, and I know those listening are going to, this will resonate with them is, you know, we're always saying, Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't mean, Oh, you know, maybe, maybe, um, what I'm going to say isn't that important, but I'm going to share it anyway. So by our verbal cues, we're teaching people that, you know, Hey, here, I'm going to speak, but it's probably not important. Um, and then the other side of that is body language, right? We know 93% of communications comes from nonverbals. Um, and so it's quite important to be aware of your tone of voice, how you command a conversation, as well as your body language. So those are the three traps. There's many more, hate to say it, <laughs> but those are three common traps we see amongst the women we work with. Mm. And we've talked about, of course, this is a women topic that we're talking about. There's the other side of the coin mm. and men. How do men mm. factor into elevating women to leadership? Yeah, but you know, this is so important going back to, as you said, you know, that connectedness, the relationship um, and inclusion. Men could, should um, be allies, be giving feedback is one really powerful way. So providing colleagues, female colleagues with career-related feedback, right? Talking to them about business, profit and loss statements, um, you know, um, financial co- conversations. So really pulling women in so that they could be part of, of the real business conversation. So um, being an ally, giving career-related feedback. And last, I would say, sponsorship from senior leaders. When those talent conversations are happening about who would be good for a position, men and women and senior women uh, can speak up and raise the voice of some of these other women that are looking to, to advance their careers. Mm-hmm. Okay. And an important so, role, Matthew, yeah. it's such an important role. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And you know, along those lines, so you've got, with, we're talking about men here. We're also, there's a, this concept you call peer accountability, which is really powerful mm-hmm. in terms of helping unlock you know, potential and accelerate career development. Talk about that as well. This is one of my most exciting aspects of the work that we do. We find that when, when women work together in a safe space, uh, they will support each other, challenge each other, um, hold each other accountable in a way that, you know, that, that constructive criticism can be heard in a way that even support supportive feedback can be heard. Because sometimes as women, we tend to, you know, poo-poo the positive feedback because that's what's expected. But the peer accountability typically is a cohort in our program of, of six or so women working together. They meet on an ongoing basis. They focus on one goal that they want to achieve and, and the peer group will help them through their challenges, their struggles. They'll also listen to their wins because we find in that peer group, when you share things you do to step out of your comfort zone and you find success, it just, it just builds and builds and builds that power to succeed. So for peer accountability is uh, incredibly important. 
Mm-hmm. I can see how that would, would bring a lot of power. It's always good to have others in the trenches with you to yeah. push yourselves, all right? And and accountability. It's, it's so you're much more willing to do things knowing that I have a meeting with Denise next week. <laughs> I've got to yeah. tell her what I did or did not do, right? <laughs> so That's um, right. We see that as coaches, right? People love to, the follow-up conversations because they know they're going to be held accountable. They sure do. And there's nothing like having that shared experience with others who have a very similar perspective on life. So um, I, I can appreciate the power of that. I, I have to ask you, I ask all my guests every week about energy and how that factors into things. You know, and I talk about energy because we all have a combination of the positive anabolic growth oriented energy. We also have the negative, the catabolic, which can be destructive, but we have to have both to exist. We just want to live more with the anabolic, of course. <laughs> That's much more pleasant. Um, but, you know, as you think about women in leadership and the aspect of energy, how do you, what do you think about that? Uh, I, I believe that the energy has to be managed, right? As you say, there, it sometimes can be helpful and others can hinder our, it, our progress. So I, we don't have endless amounts of it. I, I'm a firm believer being mindful and choosing where you put your energy is incredibly helpful and also focusing in on what you need to, to have self-care uh, and that will only help you show up in a healthier, better, more confident way in in the office or in your workplace. So to me, you know, you need to have some kind of exercise, mindfulness, self-care, in, and then make an intentional choice of that energy you have where you want to invest it. But mm-hmm. prioritize yourself. I I agree with everything you just said, and I will tell you mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a coach, you're a coach, and I have always found of of course it's always great to be reflective, and I do journaling and things like that. But I really started yeah. to to do meditation lately, and how it's really it really grounds you. So uh, yes, I, I agree with you. Um, mindfulness yeah. of being self care is really really powerful. Yeah. yeah, so important. So it gives you energy, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Before we go to the break, I, I want to ask you because we're in such a strange time right now with this COVID nineteen and the coronavirus and the stay at home and and mm-hmm. as you think about women and and leadership, how can you see them making an impact or even how has this environment right now impacted leadership and women? It's a rather open ended question, but I just want to throw it out there and see what your thoughts are. Well, this could be a whole nother session, right? I think there's (laughs) two aspects. One is I think women need, and I think anybody really needs to make sure that they're asking for support and help that they need, not trying to do everything. I think the other aspect is you need to reset realistic expectations. And I, you know, what the research is showing that's just coming out is that women are falling back into the more traditional roles. So they're, you know, now, oh my goodness, three meals a day plus snacks, school, homeschooling, um, and work. And so I think that as a woman leader, um, 
being able to be pretty vulnerable and open and talk about that, but also set boundaries so that you can not, you don't put your career on, on too far of a backseat and you ask for what you need, both at home and at work. Absolutely. And I'm seeing that as well, even with my colleagues mm-hmm. who I love and adore. And it's, yes, it, it, yeah. it, I'm seeing lots of positive happening right now while we're all at home yeah. working on Zoom and things. But I, I completely agree with you that we're seeing some other things too. But like you said, we could have a whole other conversation on that. Yeah. And by the way, <laughs> we have a caller on hold. So when we come back from break, we've got someone with a question. So for everyone out there, stay tuned. We'll be back here in two minutes. Voice America is available on your Google connected device. Okay, Google, play Turning Hard Times into Good Times podcast on iHeartRadio. Try it today. Our thoughts and feelings not only affect our own lives, but the lives of everyone around us. Find new meanings of love, authentic expressions, and better connections with the people in your life. Tune in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. This program will feature guests and discuss ideas that will bring a better life to you. When you find this perspective on love, it will change everything. Listen live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Life-changing events can have positive and or negative repercussions. When they happen, they can feel elating or devastating to those affected. It can also get in the way of your personal and professional life. On Life-Altering Events with host Frank Zakari, we examine the scope of these events and discuss how to move forward in the wake of the opportunities presented. It's never too late to get started or pick up the pieces and move forward. Listen Tuesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Broaden your mind. Open your heart for a greater understanding of how to express your pure and authentic nature. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Simron, author, publisher, and life mentor, broadens minds and opens hearts to a greater understanding of life, consciousness, and humanity. 1111 Talk Radio is every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 1111 Talk Radio. You are not on a journey. You are the journey. You are experience experiencing itself. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Transformational Energy Leadership. To reach Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey or his guest today, you are welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to mwoolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. Now, back to this week's show. Oh, hello there. Welcome back. Our guest today is Denise D'Agostino. She's managing partner of the company called her new standard. Now, Denise, before the break, I said we've got a caller waiting on to ask a question, and I think it's Doreen from Oregon. And if this is the Doreen who I think it is, I can't wait to hear your voice. 
Okay, we've we've lost her. Hopefully, she'll call back in. So, Denise, let's continue this conversation. And I, for this segment here, I really want us to get practical here, and and for you to help mm-hmm. the listening audience, you know, think of or understand what are some exercises that women can do to elevate their leadership presence. I would suggest first this technique we use called stop. It's literally think of the red stop sign. Stop. Consider your thoughts, your feelings, what's happening inside of you when you're in a situation that is either exciting, scary, frustrating. Um, Observe what's happening, and then you can create some space to pause and, and make an intentional choice about your next steps, not really acting just out of habit or emotion. And the other one I would give is feedback. You know, sometimes that can be really, really scary for us to get feedback, but it can also be, and research shows, even the constructive feedback can be the best uh, learning, can offer the best learning opportunity. So getting specific feedback. If somebody tells you you did a good job, ask them what specifically about that presentation uh, was was impactful. How come? So really digging into that. So those are two key things I'd suggest. People could start doing that today. Awesome. And yes, and stop. I like what you said, stop and consider the thoughts. And that's a big part, I think, in Western culture in general. We just don't stop and reflect. Hey, Denise, we've got our caller back in, and let's have her tap in. Yes. Okay, Doreen in Oregon? Doreen in Ashland, Oregon. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Fantastic. I'm so glad you Glad to have you in. So what's your question, Doreen? well, I'm I'm so curious about this idea of energy, and I work, um, I'll just out myself, I work in theater, and so, of course, there's a lot of energy exchange there, and since with COVID, we are all home, but looking at the, the women leaders that I work with and being in middle management myself, there's always this fine line between being viewed as aggressive or assertive. And how we get painted with that if we as women raise our hands to take on more, oh, you're being too aggressive, where frequently my male colleagues are seen as, oh, they're so assertive because they're asking for what they want. And so how do we navigate those words and the energy that comes with those? Doreen, great question. So Doreen's talking about this concept that's termed the double bind. So it's, you know, uh, certain traits that um, if displayed by women could be perceived negatively. So, you know, I, I would say um, opening up the space and the conversation with others, you know, and being mindful of getting that feedback to see how you're coming across. Um, and I'm certainly not saying it's, it's you know, a woman has to tone down their approach, but once you know how you're perceived by others, then you can make a decision if it's going to help you get the um, results that you want. And also by opening up that conversation, you're bringing awareness to somebody else potentially that they're, you know, this is kind of that unconscious bias. They're probably not even right um, aware that they're thinking of it in the way they are. And it was so interesting because a few weeks ago when we had, well, I guess months ago, we were having an in-person meeting and it was fascinating watching the women come in and we made space for each other and Mm. connected and we all greeted each other and looked eye to eye. And then this fellow came in and he was late 
and he burst open through the door and he threw down his notebook and he leaned back in his chair and put his feet on the table. It was just like, whoa, like that shift of energy was so dramatic in that moment and was so odd. And it was like, okay, this is, this is definitely this moment of he's taking up so much space when we had shared this space prior to. So, mm. you know, and, and he's viewed as, you know, a go-getter and a leader where we were viewed as being too aggressive because we were asking for this meeting. So it was just one of those things. So I was curious to get your take on that. Yeah, and this goes back to that organizational system, the cultural dynamics, right? So it's the awareness that everyone needs to understand that there is a bit of unconscious bias or playing out or, or unspoken rules, you know, so so that you could create the shift once people are aware of it. It's hard to change something if you're not, if, if it's not brought forward um, and there isn't a dialogue about it. It's not yeah. easy. Well, and then... Yeah, to your earlier point, when you know you talk about the self-fulfilling prophecy, if if we enter the room apologetically and apologize for taking up that space, mm. then we're just reinforcing that culture again and again. So yeah. I'm just really curious mm-hmm. to get your mm-hmm. point of view, and I'm really enjoying the show. So thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Thanks, Doreen. We're glad you called in. Have a good day. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye. Oh, thank you, you know, Doreen. And you know, Denise, the. A really important point brought so many things that our guests are that the caller Doreen just brought up was that how that person entered the room and I'm having images of, Mm -hmm. you know, when you think about Amy Cuddy's work and power posing and presence Mm -hmm. and you know, how men just do, they just sprawl all over. But here's something positive I've heard recently. One of my colleagues, she, um, she has some connections in, in, um, the entertainment industry and what they've found is now that everyone has to be on zoom and you know when you're talking the person who talks their face fills up the screen that mm-hmm. predominantly in the past men would just dominate the meeting and she said recently there's been a shift because she's noticed that because their face pops up on the screen every time they talk they're realizing how obnoxious they're being for lack of another word and so that's a positive shift <laughs> because of zoom <laughs> but um yeah that it's is, crazy that is that's great yeah it's it's the rules are being slightly rewritten right it's such a crazy unprecedented time it really is it really is so you yeah. know you, you so, talked so, about oh i'm sorry what was that what i was going to say one important thing that doreen brought up um is and I would leave with your your audience. It it's so important for women not to try to fit in and be like the men, and that's why we are programs a woman only program because it is at times in somebody's career it you need to get out, get in this safe space where you could create the image of a senior women leader because there aren't so many out there for women in the organizations to emulate. Mm-hmm. Right. It's it's such a big thing. I want to loop back mm. um, to the the feedback piece that you were talking about earlier. And I really like what you were saying in terms of specifics. Anything else? I mean, okay, so strategically or tactically, any other thoughts about what are the what are the best modes to get feedback? Or what what might be a strategy? I, well, mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say if there is 
something um, that you're going to be doing. It could be, you know, a Zoom presentation. It could be a conversation with a small group of people or a large group. If you have some of those allies or sponsors or a, a peer that you really trust and want and are able to get their feedback, before you have that presentation or that opportunity, you can ask them to be on the lookout. This is, you know, be clear about what you're trying to portray. And then after you're done, get their feedback and make sure you ask for both the positive and the constructive and get as specific as possible. So if you start to ask people specifically to watch you, then they know they've got the okay to give you that direct feedback. Mm-hmm. And as Brene Brown, scary, but it's helpful. <laughs> yes, right, right. And always consider it as a gift. And as Brene Brown, you know, points out, she said, it's fine. Seek out feedback from people who actually know what they're talking about. <laughs> That's always yeah. important. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. I want to ask you a question, get a little personal before we go to our final break. And just want to ask you. What has been, as you reflect on your career and the success you've experienced, what's been the most empowering experience that you've had in your career? And what did it teach you? Uh, Early in my career, I I lived abroad and I got the opportunity. Um, My boss at the time did not want me to go because it was going to create a hardship of just getting the work done locally. Um, and, And I... I just felt like it was, I needed, I needed to grow. I needed to fly. Um, so I took the opportunity, went and lived and worked abroad all by myself. Um, and that was so scary because I didn't know the language. I didn't know how to get around. I didn't even know how to do my laundry. What it taught me though, and I'm a pretty extreme extrovert, it taught me to be comfortable in the uncomfortable. It taught me to have patience. And it also taught me that when things were really tough, I was going to figure out a way through it. Um, and it gave me a lot of uh, self-belief. Um, and I carry that with me through my life and my work career. Yes. And I, uh, who is it? I think it's Warren Bennis, you know, one of the leadership gurus. I, I may have quoted him on this show in the past, but he says, those who far, travel farther away are the ones who learn the most about themselves. So what yeah. you did there, yeah, you went on your own little journey and and had to dig in deep to figure out who you were to survive and also yeah. Uh, yeah. really be prolific. Okay, we've um yeah. thank you thank you for for that. And before we go to the break because I'm going to ask you on the other side to boil things down and give us our marching orders in terms of what can we do to make sure all of us are doing what we can to elevate women to leadership and um so what's one piece of advice that you have. So right now, if you were coaching you're coaching someone, what's one piece of advice that you would tell that young aspiring woman who's starting her career that she should hear that you never heard that you wish you would have heard? Great. Great question, huh? <laughs> Do you want me to, yeah, that's a great question. Do you want, you want me to wait to give you the answer? Oh, it sounds like it's a good one. Yes, let's do that because we're right at the at the edge of a commercial break. So let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, I want you to hear your answer. So for everyone out there, okay, stay super. tuned. Go to my website and we'll be back here in a couple of minutes.
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Join host Marla Goldberg each week for guided spirit conversations. This show puts you, the listener, in touch with some exciting guests. Hear how they've helped others and find out how you can help too through Marla's charity shoutouts. Are you ready to shift your current life experience? We've got tips, tools, and techniques designed to help you get started. Guided Spirit Conversations can be heard Thursdays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Life can be confusing at times. There can be uncertainty, disappointment, and an inability to clearly see where you're headed. But it doesn't have to be this way at all if you understand how to take the next step in your life. Tune in to Living the Miracle with your hosts, Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll help you to find the deeper meaning that awaits you in your life, have certainty in yourself, and learn to be clairvoyant. Listen Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Tune in to The James Dentley Show and learn strategies for success in business and in life. Dr. James Dentley is a proven success coach who knows how to convert good into great. You'll find out from the achievers and leaders how they got to be the success stories that they are. And Dr. Dentley and his guests will give you the tools you need to follow in their footsteps. It's time to become the best version of you. Listen to The James Dentley Show, Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Empowerment. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Transformational Energy Leadership. To reach Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey or his guest today, you are welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to mwoolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to this final segment of the show and my guest, Denise. And I have been spending time over the past hour talking about women and elevating them and getting them into leadership roles. And I, right before the break, I asked Denise a question, and I'm curious to hear what her answer is. So, Denise, as you think back over your career, if you were coaching someone who's brand new, what piece of advice would you give that woman that you never got, that you wish you would have heard? I, I would tell them to invest the time to get really clear about what their goals are and to understand that those goals can evolve and, and change, but that you need to create a clear vision of what your aspirations are. Um, what I, I, I always used to say that, you know, if, if as an individual, if I didn't create my goal, my career goal or my vision for my career, somebody else would take me on their journey for what they wanted for me. So I, I would just say be really clear about what your goals are and don't be afraid to communicate them to people. Uh, excellent. We have another caller Come calling in from Kansas City. Her name is Michelle. Michelle, welcome to Transformational Energy Leadership. What's your question? Hey, Matthew. It's Michelle in Kansas City. Um, longtime friend, first-time caller. Oh. 
<laughs> but I was excited No, no, I recognize here. your voice now. I'm, I'm excited you called. So, Michelle, what's your question? <laughs> well, my question was, um, when I had first heard your guest, I screamed into my truck radio, yes, yes, and I kept agreeing with her. But it sounds like we're both, as a, as a I'm a professional sports coach, that we spend our time mm-hmm. reprogramming our girls. To not say you're sorry when you're, there isn't anything to apologize for. And we keep talking about how organizations need to raise up to the, um, to the, to help create opportunities for young women. But I think that it starts even at a younger segment because I interface with a lot of kids. So I guess my question is maybe a piece of advice to how do we parent our daughters to become leaders. Mm, great question. <laughs> yeah, that's a great. It's, it's, Michelle, thank you. That is such a good question. I am the mother um, of a daughter, and um, I, I I agree with what you're saying. And I believe, um, you know, you need to you need to give them the tough love. You need to give them direct feedback, and and give them the opportunities to fail. You know, not coddle them. Um, make things better for them. You know, if you look, I guess, at the child development, um, sometimes it's more acceptable, right? You're in the sports side of um, uh, business that, you know, the boys are rough and tough and the girls you have to protect. And I think it, I think you do have to start to appropriately let them get out there, learn the hard lessons early so that they could build the skill to adapt to their situation uh, based on what it needs. Yes. Michelle, I, I really appreciate that question. Oh, no problem. Yeah. I appreciate well, your show, Matthew. Yeah. We, everybody gets a lot of insight from it, regardless of what industry you are in. Yes. Absolutely. Well, thank you. And you, know, and you know what? The question that you just brought up, that can be a whole other show right there is how to, yes. how to raise yeah, young, young girls to be leaders. So, Denise, I might have you back on the show. <laughs> Michelle, thanks so much sure. for calling in. Thanks. Okay, so thank you, Denise, Michelle. Yeah, Denise, we're right at the end, and I I always like to have my guests say, okay, think about what we've talked about over the past hour. What would be three to four action steps that we should be taking? I think women and men, you know, but what are some three action steps that we can start taking to make sure we're doing what we can to pave the way for leadership for those who really need have that, you know, they want that and aspire it. Yeah, I, I think I would leave your audience with, look, for, it starts with you first, right? So take care of yourself, especially at this crazy time, um, and do the self-reflection. Find out what you're good at. Believe it and own it. You know, take a look inside. Um, and, and then I would, I would right away say start to have conversations with those in your organizations or that surround you that could help you achieve your goal. So if you're starting to have those conversations, you're sharing what you aspire to learn or to a role you aspire to be in, um, and, and then you're going to be able to set your some action steps uh, going forward. But I think it starts with the self-reflection and taking an inventory. You know, who are you today? What do you bring strengths? What do you bring as watchouts that you have to be careful about? Um, and then what, where are you going to so that you can have a set a clear path to get there? Fantastic. 
And and you're right. Any any other pieces? So start with the self and reflect and know what where your strengths are. I think of Strengths Finder. Uh, any any yeah. other things that we should do that women should do particularly. Yeah, I, I think for women, you need to, to build your network, right? So being really strategic about who is in, in your relationship bank and often at Her New Standard, we'll talk about it in terms of, hey, that strategic relationships are about a give and a take. It's not just asking people for things for you, but it's building, uh, you know, ongoing relationships where you support others and they support you, both, you know, on daily work items, but also more long-term career uh, items. Mm-hmm. And, and you didn't say this, but I'll say it. It really does. It takes a community. And you said it earlier, too, with yeah. the accountability, having people there to help shove you and push you and support you and, and celebrate you. It's so imperative, <laughs> for, right, for all of us. So, yes. yes. And I, I think of the shove. Yes. Yeah, sometimes, you know what? You go to people that you know will stretch you out of your comfort zone and pull you and they believe in you. And yeah, sometimes you need to go to those that push you into the discomfort area. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it's like, right. And the ones who you, who really challenge you the most, who you, you dread, but mm-hmm. you know that you will grow. So Denise, we, it has been an absolute pre- pleasure having you on the show today. And before we go, how, if the listening audience wants to get a hold of you, what would be the best f- way for them to contact you? I would love them to look at our website, www.hernewstandard.com, and they could reach me at Denise, D-E-N-I-S-E, at hernewstandard.com. Denise you can follow at Follow us on LinkedIn. Right. Mm-hmm. You're easy to find. I found you quickly. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. Denise... <laughs> I really enjoyed this hour with you, and I, I, I'm really thinking you and I need to have a conversation down the road about raising children, you know, young girls. So, okay. With that said, thank you so much for being on the show. And for everyone out there that's listening, if you have a topic, an idea, someone that I should invite to be a guest of this conversation about being a transformational leader, send me an email. You can do that at mwolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. You can find me on this platform on voiceamerica.com under the empowerment channel. And of course, I'm also on social media. Until next week, harness your positive energy, lead that transformation, and we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Transformational Energy Leadership. Please join Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey again for another edition next Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.